You are listening to the Your Shining Self podcast for women who need messages of hope, love, and transformation. And now your host, Tish. Hey there, listeners. Tish from ShiningSelf.com here. If you want to get the show notes from today's episode, be sure to head on over to ShiningSelf.com episode 18. Hey there, listeners. Today, I am so excited to have Louise Haita here with me. And Louise, if I said that wrong, please correct me. (laughs) No, no, it's perfect. All right. (laughs) Perfect. So today, before we get started on our topic, which we're going to talk about, it's called a story of empowerment, having the option to choose, design, and create a life we want to live. So before we start talking about that, Louise, well, first, I want to say thank you for joining me. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to be here. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. All right. So before we jump into the conversation, will you just take a couple minutes and tell my listeners a little about who you are? Yes, of course. So I'm uh, actually originally from Belgium. Uh, I currently live with my family in New York, and uh, at the moment, what I'm focused on is I'm working with uh, female leaders that are looking for like exponential personal and professional growth and success in their lives. And so I help them by um, getting more depth, uh, quality, and fulfillment within their lives. Perfect. Thank you so much. So I'm curious, how did you come to New York City from Belgium? Yeah, (laughs) very good question. So I actually lived in London in the United Kingdom for just a little over 12 years. Oh, Um, wow. I kind of left my hometown as soon as I graduated. Um, I would have probably left earlier, but that graduation was a mess for my dad. So so we did that. And uh, yeah, I never went back afterwards. Um, And New York, uh, it was work that led us to New York. My husband is also an entrepreneur. And um, and so, yeah, he uh, got us on this exciting adventure. Wow. Okay, so now, before we even jump into the conversation, now I'm curious. (laughs) Um, So you graduated and left and came to the States, like, Holy Toledo. I could not even imagine being that young. I mean, I remember back to when I was that young and I was afraid to leave my small little town and go like three hours away to college. What was that experience like for you? Was there some fear? Was it scary, exciting, a little bit of it all rolled into one? Well, let me tell you, when I, when I was young, um, so like 12 and 14 years of age, my parents um, really wanted me to learn more languages. Um, as a European, I obviously, you know, I speak a couple of languages, given that there's already two official languages just in my own country um, in itself. So my parents really wanted me to be fluent in French. So from a young age, I was actually sent on these camps abroad for like two, three weeks over summer. And the most memorable camp I've done was with a bunch of international people, um, literally from all over the world, some countries that I hadn't even heard of. And I think that's what sparked my, my interest of like, myself as well traveling the world and being able to connect to these different cultures and and through people yeah from from all over the world 
So scared? No, I was I was very happy to leave. <laughs> that um, sounds amazing, fun, exciting, but scary at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of it's an adventure, and and that's you know that's what I love. It's I feel living abroad as of every day I'm traveling a little bit. Interestingly, I have never even left the country other than I have been to Canada, but I have never traveled anywhere else other than I've been to a lot of different states um, here in the U.S. But anyways, that's not what I wanted to talk about today. <laughs> but as you were sharing that, a couple of things had popped up and I was like, oh, I want to know more about that. Yeah. So let's go ahead and jump in. One of the things that I asked you before, um, you know, you coming on the show was what was a topic that you wanted to talk about and share with my listeners? And you had said a story on empowerment, a reminder that we have the option to choose, design, and create the life we want to live. And then you also mentioned breakthrough fear, self-doubt, and looking good and doing what's right for you. So can you tell me is there, I'm trying to think how to word this. So your story on empowerment, I want to talk about um, the fact that we do have the option to choose design and create the life that we want to live. Because for so long, I didn't believe that I had a choice, that I had the option to design and create mm -hmm. a life that I wanted. I believed that life was just happening to me. Everything that was going on, I, I couldn't change circumstances, which some of the stuff I couldn't change, but a lot of the stuff I was playing, oh, poor me, the victim mentality. So can you share with my listeners, um, like how do they get over that mindset of thinking, okay, well, I don't have an option to change my life. I don't have an option to choose and design and create the life I want to live. Yeah, of course. Well, first of all, it's obviously it's becoming aware, right? That this, that you're not really powerfully living your life and living a life by design and one that you created yourself. Um, it's obviously something that I was also for a very long time numb to and especially becoming a mother um, is what brought this all a little bit more into action for me. There's, there's so much expectations from society on women these days. You know, you have to yes. be a good mother. You have to spend time with your kids. You also need a full-time job. Your house has to look perfect. You have to cook healthy, fresh meals every day. Like there's so many more expectations on women these days um, that were not really existent in, in past generations. Um, um, so I think this is where I felt myself. I was starting to have a life that, you know, that I was just like a part of and that I was not under control of. Um, and it is of like, you know, waking up, getting the kids ready, making breakfast, making lunch boxes, running to work. Hopefully you're not late. Um, and then, you know, you spend your whole day at work to then run back home and, you know, and do the whole dance in the evening. And then you kind of go to bed exhausted and not really willing to do anything else besides watching Netflix. And I just knew at that moment, you know, there must be more to this life than, than what I, you know, than what was there at that moment in time. Um, so that, 
you know, got me searching into indeed how to create that own life and, and, and be powerful in it as well. So was there one specific moment that you can remember, Louise? I know you just shared about, you know, all the society, all the pressures that society puts on us as mothers and women in general. Um, But is there one moment in time that you can specifically remember when you were looking around at your life and you were like, okay, this is not working for me. There is definitely more out there. Uh, Yeah. Definitely. Um, and it was a moment where my kids were on holiday to my parents in Belgium. And I was here in New York. Um, and I was just going to work. I was as I would normally do. Um, but because you're like in this rush of life of like with the kids and normally being in a schedule, dropping them off to school. Um, I was always kind of like happy and proud of myself to have made it to work. <laughs> and I am um, like arriving at work felt like I already ran a marathon um, that nobody was aware of. Um, but yeah, then all, all of that fell away and I had to like walk to work. And that's when I realized like, well, I'm helping build somebody else's dream while I actually also have big dreams myself. And yeah, I can, how long, do I want to build somebody else's dream besides working on my own? How much longer do I want to do that? And the answer was like, you know, not very much longer. It's (laughs) not making me happy and it's not fulfilling. It's not fulfilling me in my, my life. I love that awareness of realizing, okay, I'm at this point where how much longer do I want to continue helping someone else build their dreams when I'm not, you know, working on my dreams? Thank you for sharing that. So when you're in that moment of awareness and realizing, oh my gosh, you know, how much longer do I want to be helping someone else build their dreams? What, like, did you already know Well, obviously, I mean, I think we all kind of know our dreams from young ages and they can change over time. But when you're in that moment and you're realizing that, what were the dreams at that point in your life that you knew that you wanted to pursue? Well, what I really wanted is I want to have a bigger impact in this world and I wanted to help people do the same. So I think there's so much power in women. I was really seeking connection and depth and like deeper relationships um, because everything, it's, it's very easy to keep everything very superficial. Of I'm sure you've had a conversation with people where they say, hey, how are you? Okay. And how are you without really sharing what's really going on? Um, and I kind of wanted to change that. I want people to connect more and more authentically as well um, because it helps you connect to yourself. Oh my gosh. Okay. So as you're sharing that about the whole, Hey, how are you question? I got goosebumps because I have been on this journey of there's what's called disembodied questions and embodied questions. So the disembodied question is exactly what you just said. Hey, how are you? Or our kids will come home from school and we'll be like, tell me something you learned in school today. And those questions are literally superficial. We don't 
get into like any deep, meaningful conversation. You ask a kid what they learned in school and they look at you like, uh, I don't know. So they'll typically say nothing. (laughs) But when we, and this has all been recently new within the last couple of months for me. So it was just, it was so awesome that you said that because that's so in a line with what I'm doing with my podcast, with my community, because it's so much more. I enjoyed the, like this conversation with you. I had no idea who you were before we got on the call today, other than, you know, checking out your website and the information that you submitted. This conversation is so fun for me because I'm getting to know you because I'm asking questions that aren't letting you just give like a superficial answer, like, uh, oh, it was great. Like you're telling me and my listeners, you know, stories of moments in your life. Like these questions and conversation like this is what lights me up. It's just that deeper connection. So I love that you touched on that because it's so important. Definitely. I, I couldn't agree more. It is so important. And in the end, as human beings, we all see connection. Yes. That's what we want. And that's what we need to try is to have a deeper connection. Yes. So when you say that you wanted to, um, you know, have more impact and help women have more impact, when you say impact, what, how, how were you envisioning that you were going to help women and yourself have more impact in the world? Uh, well, I envisioned that with people like really stepping into their power and owning everything that they are. Um, I truly believe I've met some amazing women already, like clients of mine. And once they wake up to that, to the power that they have and the impact that they can make on, on this world or their community or just their family, it's, it's just heartwarming. It's amazing. Um, yes. But often we're cluttered or clouded with like fear and doubt. And, you know, we don't really feel good about ourselves because maybe we're not just looking like, you know, what society again is ex- expecting us to look like, et cetera, et cetera. And, and we don't really play in our power. We just, we're on the sidelines, basically, instead of playing on the field. And that's what I want to change. Oh my gosh. I, you are just giving me goosebumps. (laughs) I love that you use the word sidelines because I can think back to so many moments in my life when I literally was living on the sidelines and life was passing me by. I was not participating in life. And I, you know, I used to always wonder what does it mean to thrive? Because I knew I was not thriving in life. I was barely surviving at for many, many years in my life. And I, I have friends that don't like the word empowerment, but I personally love the word empowerment because it's just been such a huge part of my life. But when I finally, first of all, when I finally stepped out of the victim mentality and started taking responsibility, that was like a huge empowering moment in my life. Um, because so many things changed when I ex- accepted responsibility and stopped being the victim. Um, but like, just, oh my gosh, I don't even know how to put into words 
how once I came into like my true authentic self, accepting me, literally my faults and all my body, the way it was like, and just all these things that other people had told me, you know, were quote unquote wrong about me. You're too loud, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, being loud and talking, hello, I have a podcast, (laughs) Um, but like once I came into all that, like I just literally became so empowered to help not only like myself continue to build this amazing life. I mean, I am literally living a life beyond my wildest dreams. Had you told me five years ago, my life would be as amazing as, as it is today, I would have laughed and been like, you are crazy. But it really is when we do come into our own, you know, person, I guess, is the word that pops into my head. And we embrace ourselves. And then we are vulnerable and open to share our stories and to just put ourselves out there as the real us. It just, it invites everyone around us to do that. So I love that, you know, that's what you're doing. Yeah. I couldn't have worded better myself. (laughs) (laughs) And that was really wordy, which I talk a lot. I get wordy. (laughs) Just one of those things about myself. Yeah. One of of the things um, that you spoke about of like being in the victim role or taking the victim role, um, how I see it um, with some of my clients as well as they describe it as there being a wall or a gate that they're like waiting for somebody to open. And I think it's also very similar to like being in the victim role because obviously like nobody's going to come and open the gate for you. Like it's, you have to open the gate and you have to like lead the way. Um, And with, you know, with the wall, it's the same thing. You just have to like push through the wall, step through the wall. That's, that's what needs to happen. Yes. So I personally, it was up until probably like three or four years ago. Um, I'm going to be 45 in February, so I'm getting a little older. (laughs) And I just think of, you know, all my listeners that could be listening right now and how hopeless I felt back when I was sitting on the sidelines of my life and thinking that, you know, I couldn't change my life. I didn't have the option to design the life I wanted. So Louise, is there one thing, like maybe one action step or just one tip that you could give my listeners if they're sitting there and maybe hopeless isn't the right word, but they're just feeling kind of lost. Like they know that there's more to life, but you know, they don't know how to, I guess, maybe change the situation or um, like their mindset. Is there something that you can tell them that will help them start thinking differently about the situation so that they can start to change their life? Yeah, definitely. I think the first question that you really need to ask yourself is what you want from life. What is it actually that you want? What's not working in your life right now? And what would work for you? Um, It could be, for example, a career that you're in where you're like, actually, I, you know, I'm not able to um, express my creativity in my role. And I want to have a role where there's more room for my creativity to come in. This is just an example, but whatever it is, first of all, you have to get very, very clear and, and really sit with yourself and take the time to 
describe what it is that you want. And there's obviously, there's different areas in life and you could do it as your life as a whole, um, or you could do it per area of your life, for example, career or relationships or your health. Um, what is it that's not working and how do you want to, like, how do you see your life? What would work for you? Thank you, Louise. I love that because, you know, again, thinking back on my life, until I actually got really aware and asked myself what I wanted out of life, I really didn't know. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that really truly is. It may sound like really basic, but that really is like the perfect starting point because until you ask yourself that, and I did a lot of journaling. I don't do a lot Mm -hmm. of journaling now like I used to, but journaling is really powerful. Like to start jotting that stuff, that stuff down. And what I would like to tell my listeners is if you're going to journal it, just journal. Don't, you know, like stop and try to edit what you're writing. Don't think too much. Whatever is coming to mind, just write it down. Yeah. And there's always, there's always the possibility to change gears as well. Like yes. the decision that you made, I mean, was it the wrong decision? Okay, like let's let's choose something different. Um, like you can always change. It's not because you decided something today and you know, a month or a year from now, you're like, actually this is not working for me anymore, that that's it. Like it's over. No, no, it's not. You you have the power to like make a new choice for yourself. Yes. And I love that too. That's really powerful to remind ourselves that just because we do make a decision today, if it's not working down the road, we control our choices. We have a choice to be able to change gear. So I love that you touched on that. Yeah. Louise, this has been such a great conversation. I have enjoyed it so much. Is there anything that you would like to say to my listeners before we end the conversation? Oh, so much. (laughs) (laughs) I know we don't have enough time. (laughs) Um, Well, I would, I would say the first step is just to start taking action. If you feel something is no longer working for you, then decide to like, make that first action and change something. It can be super small. If it's, for example, you want to go and live healthier, just set a small goal for yourself um, of like, for example, eating a piece of fruit every day. Or is it um, from a career perspective, you want to do something different, like do some research and do it like just like 15, 20 minutes a day. Um, And it's, it's all these small actions that actually if you do it for a month for example it turns out to be 30 actions that you've done um, that month to take you a little bit closer to those big goals and those big visions Ooh, that's great advice the small steps that's huge for me personally i am great at setting these big grandiose goals for example (laughs) i want to make I don't know, $10,000 a month. Okay, well, that's great. But my mind, it works in smaller like increments. So, okay, that's the huge goal, but how do I break that down into the smaller steps that's actually going to get me to that goal? So I love that you said that. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, yeah, it's very important to then also know whatever activity that you're choosing to do on a daily basis, you can ask yourself the question again, does that actually bring me closer to my big grand goal? Yes. No, then probably it shouldn't be a priority. Right. <laughs> well, again, Louise, this has been great. And I just want to thank you again. But before we end the call, will you tell my listeners how they can find you online? Uh, yes, of course. So there's my website um, where they can find me, which is www.louisehaite.com. So it's just my first name, my surname. Um, and then with the same first name and surname, I'm also on Instagram. So it's just at louisehaite. Perfect. Thank you. And I will include links to those in the show notes so that my listeners can just click right through to those. Well, thank, thank you so much, Louise. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me and um, good luck on the podcast and those big goals. Thank you. That's a wrap for today's episode of the Your Shining Self podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a comment, and share with others that need a message of hope, love, and transformation.